Hello, I'm so glad to see you today. Thank you so much for joining us. Um, today we're going to talk about something that's so important in every person's life. It is what are we going to do with Jesus? What are we going to do with Jesus? Today we're going to talk about something that is so important in our walk with Jesus or if we have just made a decision to follow him in our life. Also, if we've been a believer for many years, this is something that we must assess daily, monthly, yearly, even minute by minute. It is so important in our lives. I'm going to begin today by reading in the scriptures because this really talks about the importance of having this boundary set in our life. And so we're going to begin today reading in the scriptures. In the beginning, the word already existed. The Word was with God and the Word was God. He existed in the beginning with God. You see, God created everything through Him and nothing was created except through Him. The Word gave life to everything that was created and His life brought light to everyone. The light shines in the darkness and the darkness can never extinguish it. God sent a man, John the Baptist, to tell us about the light so that everyone might believe because of his testimony. John himself was not the light. He was simply a witness to tell about the light. The one, the one who is the true light, who gives light to everyone, was coming into the world. He came into the world. He created, but the world did not recognize him. The scriptures tell us, continue to tell us that he came to his own people and even they rejected him. But to all who believed him and accepted him, he gave, he gave the right to become children of God. And they are reborn, not with a physical birth, that results from human passion or plan, but a birth that comes from God. That portion of scripture is so rich. And, you know, it just reminds us that God is the one that created each one of us. And now the question is, what are we going to do with Jesus in our own lives? It's the biggest decision, the biggest question we are going to have in our, own, in our own personal lives. So today I want to talk about our relationship with God. What it means to have a relationship with God. What does that look like in our lives day to day, year to year, minute to minute even? You see, because it is an important thing for each one of us individually to look at in our lives. At some point, 
we need to make the decision of what we are going to do with Jesus in our lives. I'm going to start today because I think this story really encapsulates what it means to have a relationship with God. And this, um, this story comes from my devotional, my Bible devotion plan through the YouVersion Bible app that I read every day. And it's written by a man named Nicky Gumbel. And he is the creator of Alpha, which is a program, which is a, a course actually, that new believers go through. So if you're interested in looking into Alpha, I encourage you, it's a really great Bible study. But I'm going to read you a story that he wrote, which describes our relationship with God. I thought it was so good. It says, Lord Radstock was staying in a hotel in Norway in the mid-19th century. He heard a little child playing the piano downstairs in the hallway. She was making a terrible noise, plink, plonk, plank, plink, and it was driving him mad. A man came and sat beside the girl and began playing alongside her, filling in the gaps of what she was playing. And the result was the most beautiful music that he had ever heard, such beautiful piano playing. He later discovered that the man playing alongside this young girl was the girl's father, and his name was Alexander Borodin, and he was the composer of the opera Prince Igor. God calls us all into a relationship that involves cooperation with him, just like this man with his daughter. Cooperation with God when we enter into a relationship with him. You see, the Christian faith is primarily about what Jesus Christ has done for us, what has been done for each one of us by God through Jesus Christ. Each one of us individually has to make the decision of whether we are going to follow Christ. But we are not just mere spectators. When we decide to follow Jesus Christ, we enter into a relationship with him. We are called to respond, respond to God. And he involves us in his plans, in all of the plans that he has for us. The Bible says that he has amazing and wonderful plans for each one of us. And he has created us uniquely and wonderfully made. You see, we are called to respond and then God involves us in the plans. God comes and sits alongside us just like the father with his daughter. And in all things, he works for the good. You see, Romans 8.28 says, and we know that God causes everything to work together for the good of those who love God and are called according to his purpose for them. So when we enter into a relationship with God through Jesus Christ, we sit alongside him at the piano as we, as we involve him in our life and he involves us in his beautiful plans that he has for us. You see, God takes our plink, plonk, plink, and make something beautiful out of our lives. So 
I want to talk about today how we all have a part to play in that, in building the relationship with God. It doesn't just happen to us in a poof, in an instant, in a moment. It takes time, our relationship with God. So we're going to talk about how that plays out for each one of us. You see, we all have that part to play in building the relationship, in staying on his paths, on God's paths that he has for us, on living wisely and making something beautiful out of our lives. In the next passage of scripture that I'm going to read, we're going to find four areas that are so important to God when we are building that relationship with Jesus. And again, I want to remind us all that there's no condemnation in Christ Jesus. And so there'll be times in certain times in our lives where one area we are really doing well and maybe another area we aren't doing so well. And that's all part of our relationship with God. You know, we bring it to him when we need his help. And we also praise and give him worship when we are able to sustain a close relationship with him. So let's, let's read. I'm reading from Proverbs 4, beginning in verse 20. My child, pay attention to what I say. Listen carefully to my words, for they bring life to those who find them and healing to their whole body. Guard your heart above all else, for it determines the course of your life. Avoid all perverse talk. Stay away from corrupt speech. Look straight ahead and fix your eyes on what lies before you. Mark out a straight path for your feet and stay on the safe path. Don't get sidetracked. Keep your feet from following evil. See, that whole portion of scripture shows us some areas that we can, you know, pay attention to in order to build our relationship with God. So we're going to look at those right now. The first one is so important, and it's what you think about. You know, oftentimes thoughts pop into our mind or different, and different ideas, different thoughts, and we just continue to ponder those things. But we can intentionally be in control of our mind and what we think about. You see, we can choose what we think about. The life we lead will flow from what we think about. It says it in the Bible like this, above all else, guard your heart, for it is the wellspring of life. You are to fill your heart and mind. I am to fill my heart and mind with good things, especially the words of God, as it said in verse 20 and 21 of the scriptures that I read. For our mind or our heart brings life and health. Verse 22 said this. It also said, think about things that are true, noble, pure, right, lovely, admirable, excellent, and praiseworthy. This is from Philippians 4 verse 8. It is so important that we read our Bibles. It's so important to us. You know, the YouVersion Bible app that we can download on our phone is an awesome way for us to read the Bible or to hear the Bible all day long, while we're waiting in a waiting room, while we're driving in a car. We can sign up for certain plans that deal with 
issues in our life, or we can sign up for a daily Bible reading plan. But we can always have it on in our ears, in our headphones, while we're cleaning our house, while we're going to and fro, while we're driving. We can keep the Word of God in our minds. You see, this is so important for us, and we often forget that. And so when our mind is taking us places that we don't want to be at, places that bring us into darkness or bring us into bondage to something, that's when we need to have the Word of God playing in our minds and in our hearts. You know, it says in the Bible in Romans, don't copy the behavior and customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Then you will learn to know God's will for you, which is good and pleasing and perfect. You see, the Word of God will transform our minds and our thoughts. Even when we don't recognize that it's happening, God's Word can transform our minds and our thoughts. You see, another thing it shows us in the scriptures, the first, first one was what we think about is important in our relationship with God. The second thing I want to show you is what we say. It said that in the scripture that I read. Our words are so powerful and we have to use them carefully. It said, put away perversity from your mouth. Keep corrupt talk far from your lips. And that was verse 24. You know, it is said that the words of the tongue should have three gatekeepers. So when we are going to say something, we have these three gatekeepers for our words. The first one, is it true? Second one, is it kind? And the third is, is it necessary? This is a way that we can, we can guard our, the words that come from our mouth. We can guard what we say when we go through these three gatekeepers of our words. The second is, in the scriptures, what it says to guard ourselves over is what we look at. Be careful what we look at, especially in this age of TV and the internet. You can stumble upon things. Um, you can see things that, you know, that will bring us to a place of darkness. And this is the place where um, in verse 25, it says, let your eyes look straight ahead. Fix your gaze directly before you. You see, Jesus is warning us that when we look at the wrong things, our whole body will be full of darkness. But he also said, if your eyes are good, your whole body will be full of light. And that was in Matthew 6, 22 and 23. So keeping, keeping watch over what our eyes see and, and filling, filling our eyes with good things. And a good thing we can fill our eyes with is the Word of God. You know, by looking at the Word of God, by reading the Word of God. Um, and so that's another area where, you know, we don't accept condemnation and guilt. Instead, we recognize and we ask for God's help to lead us to looking at those good things. The third thing what in those scriptures that it talked about to build our relationship with God was where we go. Where we go. You see, we'll, we'll avoid a lot of temptation if we're careful about where we go. It says, make level paths for your feet. 
Keep your foot from evil. That's in Proverbs 4, 26 and 27 that I had read. You see, the writer of Hebrews quotes from this verse. He urges us to run with perseverance the race marked out for you with your eyes fixed on Jesus. Make level paths for your feet. And that's in Hebrews 12, 1 to 2. You see, where we go is also important in our relationship with God. So the first was what we think about. The second was what we say. The third is what we look at. And the fourth is where we go. And this all affects our relationship with God. When we look at it that way, when we look at it at that way, that this affects our relationship with God, it reminds us that God is there with us through it all. Through all these um, things that we go through, he's with us, right there with us. So supremely, through the cross and resurrection of Jesus, God works for our good. You see, Jesus experienced appalling suffering and real separation from God in order that you and I could enjoy the presence of God. At the cross, we see God's ultimate answer to our suffering, to our hardships, to our trials here in this world. You see, he chose to enter into it and take it upon himself. John Stott reflects on suffering and the cross. And he says, I could never myself believe in God if it were not for the cross. In the real world of pain, how could one worship a God who was immune to it. You see, God experienced everything we experience here on this earth. When he sent Jesus here, when he sent his one and only son, that whosoever believes in him will not perish, but have everlasting life. And another place in scripture, it says that Jesus died and he died so that we could live abundantly here on this earth. So that means that sin no longer has that hold over us, that we can confess our sins to God and he is faithful and just to forgive us of our sins. You know, we see the reality of this by what happens at the moment of Jesus' death. It says, the curtain of the temple was torn in two from top to bottom. The symbolism of this is explained in the book of Hebrews. You see, there was a curtain that separated the people from the most holy place, and that was the presence of God. But now, because of what Jesus did on that cross for us, because of his death on our behalf, he took away the sin of the world. And now through Jesus, you can experience God's presence and intimate friendship with him where he is always with us. He never leaves us nor forsakes us. Even the very detail that the curtain was torn from the top to the bottom reminds us that it was the work of God and not of humans that enables our acceptance into God's presence. It is because of what Jesus did on that cross, not because of anything that we do in our own strength, not because of anything any man has done, but only what Jesus did on that cross for each one of us. We have acceptance into God's presence. 
We can know God's acceptance and we can know his presence because of Jesus. Abandonment and his suffering that he experienced on the cross while he was here on this earth. You see, God was working for your good through everything that Jesus Christ went through. He took away the sins of the world. Now, even at the moment that God acted decisively in human history through the cross and resurrection, resurrection of Jesus Christ, he was including human beings in his plan. So what matters is not how good you are or how great you can follow the rules. Jesus Christ died for each one of us. And if we are faithful to confess our sins to him, he is faithful to forgive us each and every time. So what matters is how are you going to respond to what Jesus Christ did for you and for me? How are you going to respond today? Now that you have this knowledge, my pastor, Pastor Dave at Royal Oak Victory Church says it this way. He says the biggest decision that we are ever going to make in our life is what are we going to do with Jesus? What are we going to do with Jesus? Are we going to receive him by faith today? Are we going to receive him by faith every day of our lives that we are forgiven and free in Jesus Christ? Let's end in prayer. Praise you, Lord God. Father, we just thank you. We just thank you for Jesus. Father, that whosoever believes in the name of Jesus by faith Whosoever believes in Jesus will not perish, but have eternal life. But God, we also recognize that we have sin, God, and that we must recognize that sin. That we must recognize that Jesus bore that sin for us, that he took away the sin of the world. And that when we are faithful to confess our sins to you, you are faithful to forgive us. So God, I just pray for everyone who is listening right now. I thank you that there is no condemnation in Christ Jesus. And that, God, you are there for each one of us. So I pray, Lord, for number one, for those who maybe have never received Jesus Christ in their life. I pray, number two, for those of us that have received Jesus, but still walk in a place of guilt, condemnation, shame. I pray for both of those groups right now, Lord God, because Every one of us is in one of those groups. So Father God, right now, we declare that Jesus Christ was your son, God. And we believe by faith that he died and that he rose again and that he overcame death and sin in our lives. God, we thank you that we can have this relationship with you. We thank you for this teaching today that reminds us that we have control over what we think about. That God, by thinking about those things that you say about us, those things that are in the Bible, or by learning them, by being transformed by the renewing of our mind and thinking about what is good and full of light and love, that God, that is a way we can get close to you by watching what we say, watching what we look at, and watching where we go, that God, that all affects our relationship with you. So right now, Lord, we just, I just pray a blessing over everyone who's watching. And I pray, Lord, that you spoke to their hearts today and gave them a new, fresh look at the, your love for them, Father God. Thank you, Jesus. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen.